Hi, everyone. I wanted to first thank everyone that contributed to the thread that I posted last week. It was a real gift to read everyone's comments. Thank you for exposing what is going on for you, either chronically or currently. I think there's something so wonderful in exposing these usually unspoken things. There's a great power and gift in expressing the unexpressed. And usually that expressing the unexpressed parts of us leads to a relief and a release. And it's most often the first thing we have to do to begin to change the hardness of that thing. As soon as it's out in the daylight or shared with another heart, there's a softening that takes place. And it can no longer remain as sharp or rigid and inflexible because it's not banging around inside of you any longer. It's now held in the space between two people. I know this is just the internet and we don't know each other personally, but in some way I believe that your sharing and my sharing is a bringing these invisible worlds into the daylight to become soft, to become less sharp. And when we do this, we find our humanity and not just our humanity, but our compassion, our understanding. And we see most often that the things that we are quietly bearing or toiling with inside are often very universal. I am not alone in my fear of death. I am not alone in my gripping and my controlling. I am not alone in my bracing against my life and my death. This is a universal wrestling. So we turn to learn with one another and how to wrestle this best. So thank you for contributing to my and your learning by exposing the unexposed in you. So I wanted to try an experiment with two ways to address some of the prompts that you gave. The first way which I'm going to do today is just by grounding into my body and guiding us all through a meditation on one of the concepts to just see what comes up in the quiet of this room. So one of the most commonly expressed themes was our gripping and our resistance and a wanting to learn how to sit inside the sometimes uncomfortable nature of our lives and how it may unfold. If we just close our eyes now and feel into our body, I think the first thing we would find is there is a pressure, almost as if there is a thumb on a bruise somewhere.
And I think this thumb on the bruise is just a collection of our fears and all of the things we are hoping life doesn't dole out to us. And we collect these things. We collect these wishes and in some way we recite them every day that we're alive. Please don't take my children from me. Please don't take my wife, my husband, my lover. Please, please don't take my life too soon. Please let me live a long life. Please shower me with abundance. Please give me ease. Please save me from having to go through disease or illness. There is some form of this dialogue running in me from the moment I first wake, I brush my teeth, and they are there with me. A long line of wishes, conditional things I hope to have met. And I remember one day listening and repeating each one of these things and catching myself midway through I was saying, I don't want to die. I don't want my children to die. I don't want my husband to die. I don't want my life to change. I don't want anything to change. Please don't make it change. And a voice clearly said, but dear one, you must. You must die. You must lose your children. You must face what is. But you must. And ever since I heard that voice say, but darling, you must. You must endure some version of this in your lifetime. I got very serious on trying to understand how. If this is an inevitability for each of our lives, if there will be some form or many forms of this discomfort and this loss and this grief, and please show me how to grow the stability and the foundation so that I don't go mad inside of this place. It's so very instinctual, our gripping. We've been gripping in some way or another since we were born. The first thing we do is grab someone's finger when we're just born. We grip to the breast and then we grip to the leg to lift us up. We are born gripping, grasping, holding on. And then at some point in our lives, if wise, we will dare to let go of those things. We will dare to ask, what's back of me? We'll dare to try and let go of our conditions. I just want to share a little story that happened with me about a week ago. I'm coming near my 40th birthday and I'm going through the very stereotypical thoughts around who am I, what am I doing with my life, is this the right path? And also I am confronting the very real truth that death is part of this life. And I've always known that death is here. But some part of me has always been operating 
in a level of denial. If I eat enough broccoli, if I go for the walks, if I do the cold plunge, if I move my body, on some level, I see there is an innocent belief in me that says, if I do this right, then I'll never die. And I saw what was motivating a lot of my movements. It wasn't the love of my life, but it was rather the fear of losing my life. So whenever something comes up for me, I try my best to make space for that thing and to speak with that thing and to hold that thing and to look at it from all angles. And sometimes I'll spend months or years looking at something. I will look until looking brings me no fear. So long as there's fear, I keep looking. So I had just sat down and done my flow writing exercise, and at the end of the flow writing exercise, I just kept repeating, I will die, I will die, I will die, I will die. And it was almost as if I was waking from a trance. I was admitting something that I don't think I had ever truly admitted. And with it came a sense of sorrow and grief and humility and deep compassion. And a part of me registered a deep exhaustion I think whether we're aware of it or not, we're constantly running toward or away from something. And I think that something is our death. And I kept saying, I will die. And as I said this, it was as if I was being pulled closer in and closer in to myself. Down from my mind, and deeper and deeper into my body and my being and my home. I was becoming more real, more whole. And I think the reason we don't live in that realness is because it's an intense place to live, to live that close into our vulnerability is a skill I don't think many of us know. And a fascinating thing happened when I really sat into that admittance. I became very real, and then I saw an impulse in me to reach out and look for that grasp. I went to find the leg to hold on to, because I was so vulnerable. I was so exposed. I was living inside the truth that I will die. And I looked for the leg. I looked for the finger to grab onto. And I cried out. I said, something, give me a sign that you're here. And I immediately saw that that was the grasping impulse. That is the gripping. And I didn't see, I hadn't seen before that this, this act of looking outward was actually causing a lot of distress in me, a lot of stress and a lot of powerlessness and I saw a very big support network and belief system fall a crutch of mine 
And in the rubble of that crutch falling and after the tears of sober and honest seeing, I was left in an empty room with the truth that I will die and I may be alone. And instead of feeling terror and dread, for the first time, I felt myself. For the first time, I was all I had. For the first time, I saw it has always been me with me. And it was as if I grew so round and so full with a presence that I had never let myself meet. And I found that I was the God I'd always been looking for. No more gripping, no more grasping. The knee-jerk response stopped and I woke up from years of denial. And I share this story with you because I think sometimes we adopt these beliefs and these stories that at some point gave us a lot of comfort. But I think the deepest comfort we'll ever meet is ourselves. And the deepest comfort we'll ever really know is that we, we are here. And even if the room is empty, we are not empty. We are full of ourselves. We are full on us, on our heart, on our seeing, on our feeling, on our breath. We are here and we are real. So I think the magic of this life is in exposing and expressing the very real voices that haunt and visit us constantly, the fears that are in us. If they're here, we must look. I will look until looking brings me no fear. I think that's our real job. And I don't intend to say that it's an easy one, but it's noble and it's possible. And I believe it's why it's showing up for us. So how do we stop our gripping, our grasping, our control? We learn that we must. Whatever gripping and grasping we have learned, we also must unlearn. And we can wait in denial and we can wait for someone to come and show us how and we can wish for a perfect life and a perfect death. But Rumi said, set me on fire if I land on anything but the truth. Our wishes are not the truth. Our hopes are not the truth. Our conditions are not the truth. The truth is we will die. And we may very.
if you really sit close to that vulnerability, you'll finally find yourself in that. And in some way, that's the only thing that will really settle the grasping. That's the only thing that will ever really stop the gripping is to find ourselves, to stop looking for an antidote or a solution. I think life is about being annihilated, choosing to be annihilated by joy, by grief, by love, to let it come all the way in. And the only way we can really do that is by being with ourselves and challenging our notion of safety and control, challenging that and saying, well, what if I don't have that? What does it look like then? And it gets quieter and quieter inside. We've always had one foot in both worlds. We will always have one foot in both worlds. Just because I have found a deeper connection with myself doesn't mean I'm not going to continue walking in the world of feelings and emotions and pressures and triggers. But it means I know that my other foot is firmly planted in faith and trust and willingness. My body is built to live, to love, to breathe. And the other part of me is built to feel, to love to lean into the pressures of these things and to let myself live as close as I can to them. I think we're afraid to say, I will die. I will lose everyone I love. So instead of saying these things, we live in a denial and that denial creates a separation and that separation creates a stress and that stress creates a type of madness. So instead of that, we learn to stop avoiding, we turn toward. And slowly the mystery embraces us and we are embraced into the mystery. And we're no longer away from ourselves. We're close in. So for each of us that expressed a distress around this gripping, this controlling, this impulse in us, may we recognize that we have another foot, another dimension to our being, very much in love, very much knowing, very much established in its agreement to be human and its joy in being here. And we have another part that will always seem to be at odds with this. And in seeing ourselves as a whole person with both sides of ourselves, we no longer create a war between sides. We accept the polarities, the contradictions. We accept them. And our body softens and the war ends and we're finally real. 
So perhaps our job now is to look for all the places that we reach out and we look for something solid to stand on and instead we let go of that. Maybe breathe into the heart and the belly and maybe say, well, if that's not there, then what is? I just encourage you to maybe see what else could be true and who is here with you. So thank you for listening and for being such a safe container for me to express. I look forward to doing this again. Thank you.